0: Praise the Lord, everybody. We thank the Lord for each of you who has joined us here this morning. I um, just wanna share a brief word with you. Hope that it inspires you, it helps you. It's something uh, that ministers to your heart. This is a year that's been a crazy year and we're just excited as we're coming to the close of this year, that next year won't be a duplication of this year but will be a better year. One thing that we have learned this year, and one of the things that's kind of happened this year, is that many of us are hurting. If we weren't hurting before 2020, we are definitely hurting now. We're hurting for a variety of reasons, and that hurt is having a drastic effect on us. And this is not something that's uh, localized in the world it's something that's also affecting the church there's one thing that we as the children of God must not only understand but we have to learn to act upon and that is forgiveness is not a feeling forgiveness is a decision it's important that we understand this i'm really big on understanding and teaching choice the amazingly dynamic gift that God has given to all mankind in our creation is the ability to choose and many of us have felt like our emotions decide what we do or don't do when in actuality our emotions are void of the power of choice choice is something we do from the mind something we do from the heart it's a decision that we make um, or at least that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way that we were created. We have the power within us to even choose against what we're feeling, to say yes when we'd rather say no, to say no when we'd rather say yes. That power is alive in us, and we as the children of God have to understand, especially as it's relating to being hurt or hurting people, dealing with hurting people, um, that forgiveness is a choice it's a decision you've heard it said hurting people hurt people and you know this is more than just a cliche it's an actual truth that can help us identify the pain that's not just existing in other people's lives but the pain that may be existing in our own lives it also help us to effectively deal with people who are hurting those that are around them you see hurt is a negative emotion it can completely take over your life if you allow it. You can allow your hurt, the hurt of your past, the hurt of even your present, to dominate and consume you. And then it will affect how you deal with life. Many times people use their pain as an excuse to be mean or angry, or bitter, or to have a spirit of unforgiveness towards others. But when we hold on to the disappointment and the pain of the past, things don't get better, they just get worse. The real problem here is that most of the time, the ones that are hurting are the ones who end up continuing to suffer. There are a lot of hurting people in the world, and many of them are our own brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Becoming born again does not in some magical way, automatically erase the hurt and pain in your heart. While your spirit is recreated through your salvation experience instantaneously, your soul, the seat of your emotions, is not. The idea of a quick fix or a microwave healing from your past hurt is really not realistic. You see, wounded emotions require time, a commitment to heal, and a willingness of the person that is dealing with her to yield to God's Word in order for them, those negative emotions, to be eliminated. One of the members of our church, as we di- we've been discussing forgiveness and uh, being offended and offending others over the past uh, 13, 14 weeks in our Bible study sessions, uh, one of the constant themes is it's a process. And she's absolutely correct. It is a process. It is something that we have to deal with, but it is a process that is dominated by choice, or it should be. Decision-making should dominate the process, not emotions. If we combine these things, it gives us the power to restore hurting souls. I believe that ignorance and negative emotions are a lethal combination in our lives. A lack of knowledge uh, can cut us off from certain things that God wants to do. And being dictated to by our emotions, which too many of us truly are, creates an access point into our lives where the enemy gets to work in and through us, not just to affect us, but to affect those around us. Feelings can move us away from the will of God, and being hurt is usually the root of our problem. You've probably heard the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names or words will never hurt me. Well, let's be honest, people of God. Words do hurt, and they can affect our hearts and our souls for a long period of time, especially if not dealt with. For some of us, That pain never leaves, becomes a constant reminder every time you engage the individual for which has brought that pain into your life. When people lie, when they disrespect you, when they belittle you, it wounds us with words, and the effects of those things can have a lasting impact. Hurting people are the product of words spoken to them, which have damaged their emotional center. You see, your words do have power because they have the spirit of life in them. So when you speak, the power of life in you brings to pass the very things that you have spoken. Proverbs the twelfth and the eighteenth says, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, that the tongue of the wise is health. You see, God is saying if you could experience what it feels like to be pierced with a sword, this is the same way words can cut and wound us. You see, words that are rash and harsh can do as much damage internally as an actual life can do externally to your flesh. We must begin to understand how we have been created, what our actual emotional makeup is, so that we can practice speaking words that heal rather than hurt, that build up rather than tear down, that give life rather than murder. As the image of Christ, who is the Word, we must understand that as we reflect the Word, which brought into existence all that there is, when we speak, we bring into existence exactly what we say, because the power of life is dwelling on the inside of us. This area of hurt is something that took me a long time to deal with, particularly because there were so many areas of hurt in my own life. There were some situations where I tried to build on a foundation of hurt and it never worked. Things would always fall apart. Maybe you've been hurt by a friend or a family member on the job or in your church regardless of the situation, God wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. The end purpose and goal of God in every life is reconciliation. It is the restoring of you to a right standing, not just with him, but with all mankind. Why are feelings of hurt so dangerous? Because they rob us of the blessings that God has intended for our lives. Hurt will distort your decisions and cause your view of the world and your view of people to become skewed and negative. Anytime you're harboring hurt, it is stealing something from you, and the enemy will always play on it to take uh, an advantage of you. Before you can really move forward, you have to get rid of the hurt that is in your life. You can't bury something you want dead in a tomb that is teeming with life while the potential to be hurt is always going to be present as you interact with people in this journey we call life it does not have to affect you if you know how to handle it properly i came here today just to talk to you for a moment and encourage you god told me you can do it you got this you can deal with it so it stops dealing with you. It's not really difficult to recognize hurting people. You can detect signs of hurt and emotional pain fairly easily if you really pay attention. Men, I said pay attention, especially when you're married. It'll help you see things for which too often we miss. Because this is a key, paying attention to someone other than ourselves if you took some time to do that you would see far more than you are seeing the first thing hurting people are very unpleasant to be around especially hurting church people have you ever known people who are always negative their words their, their demeanor their attitude it doesn't matter what it is it seems to be in a constant state of dissatisfaction with everyone and everything around them. They are always finding a way to weave the hurts of their past into their current conversations. I've encountered many people like this, and it is clear that hurt is lurking just behind the surface of their emotions and dominating or dictating their behavior. Second, when people are hurting, they tend to be angry not only at others, but also with themselves. Their anger usually turns inward and manifests as depression and stress. Consequently, they may have a short fuse or react to people in a manner that makes things worse by speaking harshly, speaking from their pain rather than their love. A hurt person may act out on the anger that they feel by lashing out at others and trying to inflict the same pain that they feel on the world around them, getting even or taking vengeance upon those that have hurt them. You see, because they are life, and every seed that plant, that is planted in life must produce after its kind. So the hurt and the pain that they feel within them is reproducing In attempting to live out its harvest while at the same time trying to expand its harvest field by affecting or causing hurt and pain in others. We assist this process when we hope, open our mouths, and speak what we feel rather than declaring the word of truth. You know sometimes it's lawful to do a thing or to say a thing. But it's not expedient. For every word that proceedeth out of the mouth ought to be a word that is reflective of the God that you declare is in you. You see, hurt always displays or takes on the attributes of anger. And because of the anger a lot of hurting people feel, they tend to wear their emotions on their sleeve or their emotion is externally demonstrated rather than internally contained. Sometimes they do this so that you can start a conversation that allows them to tell you about their pain or share their pain by inflicting you with it. Their pain can become contagious. Hurting people are also extremely sensitive and very defensive. They often feel that they are being attacked even when this is not the case at all the third signpost of a hurting person is bad decision-making it is so important to avoid making decisions when you are hurt because the decisions you make will most likely be the wrong decisions it is unwise to make choices simply to protect your feelings in the heat of the moment rather than in the best interest of your future you see decisions that are made based on hurt feelings can be extremely costly. When I was still a young boy, and in the process of growing into who I am today, I had a bit of a temper. It was more like an uncontrollable rage that was fueled by many hurt feelings. Quite simply, I was emotionally led and emotionally unbalanced most of the time. And my rage often became the life that I lived in the smallest of instigators for years i dealt with not understanding why my own father had to work so hard and so much and was never really around you've heard me tell the story before in many cases in my earlier years i was much closer to my mother than i was my father thank god that in the latter years i was able to enjoy a closeness with him a bonding that I will never forget. I was thankful for everything that my father did to provide a better life for us as a young man, but it was my mother who played with me, who built models with me, who went to my sporting events, who encouraged me. I felt then as if I was not important to my father because as a child, I truly did not understand anything more than wanting him to be there for me. This festered for years within me. In that time, I grew very close to my mother and felt important to her love for me. Her love validated me. I was her baby boy, and no matter what, that would never change. But there was still this festering hurt of why my father was not there like I wanted or needed him to be there. When I was in high school, I realized that there was a powerful negative emotion just sitting inside me waiting for a chance to expose itself. I was walking down the hallway in school and another student made an off-the-cuff remark about my mother. Now, why did he have to say it? I kind of lost it in the moment and threw the kid out of a second-story window at our school. As I thought about that incident over the years, I realized that the hurt I was feeling because my father was not around as much as I would like him to have been, caused me to become very protective of my mother because of our relationship. The remark not true and really bearing no meaning or power to do anything to my mother, caused the rage a chance to escape because I was emotionally charged and I was emotionally ruled. I did not want to lose the love of my mother, so any attack on her for me was like someone trying to kill her. This is what rage does. It amplifies minor things into big things. I love my mother, and it was through that love experience with my mother that my wife has been both a benefactor and also at times suffered. There were times when my wife, when we were very young and dating, would play on my emotions and push my buttons on purpose. My little sister Leanna would call her and tell her, Jesse's on his way to your school and he's angry. You should leave. My wife would always be like, he ain't going to do nothing. Sure enough, she accomplished what she wanted in getting me there but she was always been the only person able to calm me down outside of my mother. She knew I was emotionally driven, and she used that to her advantage. When people hurt, they display weaknesses. They can be controlled by uh, the very things that they display because they let their emotions rule their decisions. Many of us, can recall at least one time when we have made the mistake of making a decision based on hurt feelings. Later, we ended up regretting most of our own actions. We cannot think clearly, we cannot think rationally, and we don't think objectively. When we are hurt, so the the best thing that, that we can do is to take some time to step away from whatever the situation may be And regain a sense of emotional footing. Ask yourself, how is this decision that I'm getting ready to make going to affect the remainder of my life? Am I going to regret this later? If the answer is yes, and you need to be honest with yourself, it is definitely not the time to move forward with that particular decision. There is a way to never be hurt again. And that way is found through the word of God. Isn't it comforting to know that God has made provisions for everything that you may go through in life, including wounded emotions and hurt feelings? Knowing what he has promised opens the door to new emotional realities. Many of us have been living emotional tragedies when God wants to introduce a new emotional reality. If all things in God are new, then your emotional state of being can be new also. The key that I want to leave with you is found in the book of Luke, the 10th chapter and the 19th verse, where the word of God reads, Behold, I give unto you power, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The powerful truth that Jesus revealed to us here is that we can be emotionally invincible. We can be emotional supermen and superwomen. That's a promise from God. We no longer have to be hurt by others when we know how to skillfully use the word to take control over even our emotions we can become people who will not be defeated or remain the victims of hurt real destruction in our lives begins on the inside and works its way to the outside just like success there will always be people who say and do things to you that have the potential to cut deep especially those that are close to us, that have an intimate bond and connection and the ability to speak into our lives. However, keep your heart and mind protected using the word of God as a shield. Meditate on this promise to prevent being hurt by anyone or anything. You must realize the authority that God has given you. Take authority over the devil and over every one of his attempts to damage your emotional being. Simply put, you ought to refuse to be hurt. I've decided that I will no longer allow myself to be hurt. I have to make that decision in my own life, particularly when it came to people saying negative things about me through uh, the church world. Those who I thought had my back only to turn around and say things that were not true and hurtful. It used to bother me to no end when my words would be taken out of context or people would make up things about me and per- perpetuate rumors and assumptions. But I had to come to a point where I could finally make it up in my own mind and say, you know what? I refuse to allow the negative and even false things said about me to upset me. I've come to realize that it is the enemy's goal to discredit honorable men and women of God in order to keep the world blinded to the truth found in God's word. I don't care if they say I will never amount to anything. I have something on the inside of me that makes me emotionally invincible. I am possessed by the word of God. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the promise of god is that he will raise up a standard against him this is not just true for me but every blood-bought born again redeemed believer there is a power in you that is waiting to raise up against everything that's brought against you this type of confidence comes only by spending much time meditating on the word that it begins to alter the way you look at people, the way you look at situations. It changes the very design things, the things that were created to bring you pain and suffering because your perception of them have changed, because the way you engage them, analyze them has changed. The effect of those things changes. The Bible declares God will turn all things around for your good. What I know to be true is God is love. And when his word becomes engrafted in your spirit and soul, the spirit of love will begin to push fear-based hurt, rejection, and pain out of your life. You will start looking at people who offend you as people who are in need of the very love that God has planted in you. This new insight will transform the way you deal with hurtful people, and it will also heal you in the process and make you stronger. There are some specific things that you must do in the heat of an emotional attack, and let me leave you with these and conclude for the day. First, You must remind yourself that Jesus has experienced the same emotions only to an even greater degree, but he never allowed his emotions to determine his decisions, even though he was tempted. When you talk about being hurt, Jesus knew very well what that feels like from the rejection he received from his own creation to having people go through spiritual and physical death, causing temporary separation from God. Nothing we could ever go through can compare to what Jesus has gone through for us. He did not allow the hurt to overtake him. He prayed and kept it moving. He moved onward and upward, knowing that he was able to conquer the very pain that he was feeling gives us the assurance that we too can do the very same thing because it is God through Christ that dwells in us and the power of life that we enjoy today is not our own life but it is his life made manifest in us when you feel hurt rising inside you the next thing you have to do is take authority over it For what was it that Jesus reestablished at the cross that was lost in the garden? Dominion, do not sit there and allow your mind to replay the experience over and over again. Some of us are so dominated by our pain that we allow ourselves to relive it on a daily basis. We see that pain in everything. It is like the ticker. At the bottom of the news channel that just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again yes it is a real emotion and yes you do feel it but do not deny these things or put them out of existence but because you feel it does not mean you have to yield to it this is where your power of decision comes in your ability of choice along with your power of your tongue. Use the word of God to cast the hurt out of your mind so that it will not take root in your heart and begin to affect your decisions and your your behavior and your interaction with others. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says it like this, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. This is the demonstration of restored authority. You have the power in you to eclipse the power of your enemy. This includes feelings that attempt to dominate your soul and get you to think and act in a way that contradicts the word you believe. You have to cast them out by declaring I take authority over hurt feelings right now in the name of Jesus. I command my soul to line up with the very word of God that's planted in me. I keep my mind focused on God and he keeps me in perfect peace. Even if you have to do this several times a day, continue to aggressively cast negative emotions and thoughts down through the power of God's word. Sometimes when you see people, the people become imag- uh, images that remind you of things that they've done or those that uh, have caused you pain. They become reminders of that very pain. You have to begin that even when you see them, speak within yourself and command your thought life that it does not replay the negative things, but it only expels those things by the power of God's grace. Not something that they have earned, but something you have chosen to give. The answer to overcoming hurt would not be complete without a reminder about the importance of walking in the power of love and allowing the love of God to dominate your mindset. You see, hurt... Is a selfish, self centered emotion because it is focused on self preservation and self protection. When we hurt, we can only think about what is going on in our world. Everything becomes about us. When people are hurt, they are also more likely to hurt others through their words and their deeds. All of this. Is for the purpose of protecting themselves from ever being hurt again it is really simply fear based but I told you in the past there is no more fear in the believer for fear is not something that has been given to us by our God and we after our regeneration in Christ only exemplify the gifts of God that have been planted in us and we reject everything that is not like God being presented to us the word tells us that fear does not come from God it is delivered he has delivered us from fear you can read about that in 2nd Timothy the first chapter the 7th verse Hebrews the second chapter the 14th through the 15th verse if you are harboring hurt in your own heart you can be certain fear is then present and you have to get rid of the fear so the heart, the hurt can go away. The way to do this is to develop the love of God in your life to such a degree that it flushes fear out of your mind and out of your heart. By exercising this love in your relationships, you become more developed in it or more mature. I've often told you that from infancy to adolescence, To maturity is the process of God and the desire of God because only when you have become mature can you reproduce that which is exemplifying God. 1 John 4 and 18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So if you are hurt, know that torment is involved. Think about the last time that you were really hurt. Do you remember all the mental and emotional anguish that came with that very pain? The memories of what someone did to us can be tormenting by themselves and they can keep us locked up, imprisoned in our own emotional state of being, which is effectually preventing us from moving forward into our future, but being anchored to our past. But the love of God is well able to overcome anything and anyone has ever done to us. If you question whether you have the ability to love the way that God loves, I want you to consider for a moment the book of Romans, the fifth chapter and the fifth verse, where God himself declares, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. According to the word, the very same love that God possesses toward mankind, the supernatural ability to love people without conditions has been deposited in us. This is exciting news because it lets us know that God has equipped us with the ability to obey the commandment to love others. Walking in love means forgiving those who have hurt us. This is probably the most difficult step, yes, in the process, but it is the most necessary step in the process. When we are hurting and walking in unforgiveness, we are destined to carry that pain with us For years many times our responses and reactions to people are fear-based this is because we have strife in our hearts toward them rather than love God's command is to love your enemy forgiveness is critical to our own healing as I've said to you many times in the past unforgiveness is like drinking poison hoping that the person who wronged you dies but in the end we suffer and die ourselves receiving forgiveness from god depends on our own forgiveness of others it does not matter what has been done to you or how badly you have been hurt the command of god is that you forgive in luke seventeen three through 5 jesus gave the disciples the instructions concerning forgiveness where he says this and it's something that we must pay close attention to as it relates to the success of our own existence he said take heed to yourselves if thy brother trespass against thee rebuke him and if he repent forgive him and if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day turn again to thee saying i repent Thou shalt forgive him. And the apostle said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. You see here, Jesus said, even if someone trespasses against us seven times in one day, it is our responsibility. It is our duty, our obligation to forgive that person. The disciple clearly had challenges receiving this because they immediately ask Jesus to increase their faith. I know that there are some listening to me today that are hearing what is being said, and you are even asking yourself now, Lord, increase my faith. I hear what is being said. I am receiving it, but it so contradicts the life that I have led, the pain that I feel increase my faith. They knew, even as you do now, forgiveness does not always come easy. This is not something that's new to us. For many of us, it is something we live every day. Forgiveness is definitely not easy, especially when someone has done something terrible to us. But forgiveness is necessary. Forgiveness is not a feeling forgiveness is a decision it is the example of our choice enacted many times we have to forgive by faith believing our feelings will end up lining up with our decisions at a time in our future and with that attitude our emotions will eventually catch up with our decisions but everything starts with a choice. We must forgive as an act of our will, not an act of our emotions. Once you are forgiven, it is important to stop reliving your offense. This is quite possibly the main reason that hurt lingers in our life. We never really let the situation go. Forgiveness involves Completely releasing the situation to God, believing that he is more than able to handle it and to deal with the other person or the other people or the other thing. If you continue to hold on to what has happened to you, you are delaying your own healing. You are, one, extending your own process to redemption. I was counseling someone not too long ago, and I used the example of a wound to illustrate what happens when we keep returning to our hurt, refusing to let it heal. I explained that every wound has to heal from the inside out. The exterior will scab over to protect the healing process, but if we keep peeling back the scab to see the wound, then we keep the wound fresh and stop the interior healing process. The same thing happens to us when we rehearse and relive our pain. You must stop nursing the hurt in you if you ever want to be free from that very binding power. Trying to get even with those who have hurt you will also slow down your own healing. It is tempting to consider as we get caught up in those negative emotions, we must choose to diffuse the very temptation itself. And we do this by refusing to rehearse the offense in our mind. I don't remember the movie, but there was a movie where the actress kept rehearsing in her mind how she would get even with those who hurt her. She would feel better doing so. She would kill a person off in her mind or torture a person for the, uh, the things that they've caused her. Now, this movie was a comedy, but the world thinks this way. This is contrary to what is true. If we don't go, or let go rather, instead of relive our hurt, over time we will become consumed with the person and with the thing this person has done. We will start focusing on how we can get even instead of focusing on how we can get free. We cannot refuse to walk in love and expect God to bless us or even vindicate us. Vengeance is the Lord's. He said so. He will repay not in our time but in his own. We must be sure that we continue sow seeds of love and pray for those who have hurt us in the midst of praying for them healing is actually taking place in our own hearts god has equipped us with the necessary weapons of defense against hurt one of them is the shield of faith mentioned in the sixth chapter and 16th verse Of the book of Ephesians above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked what is the shield of faith it is the Word of God we allow what the Word says to dominate our minds versus meditating on what someone else says or does to us any hurt any hurtful word or deed perpetrated against you can be classified as a fiery dart. But if you will keep that word at the forefront of your thinking and speak it during emotional attacks against your mind, the very fiery darts that Satan fires at you will not be able to penetrate. uh, No one will be able to hurt you. You can only get hurt if you put your shield down. This happens when we are reading the word of God negative words and actions are more penetrating when we put the word down instead of raising the word up i want to challenge you to become aggressive about defeating and defending your mind against hurt make up your mind right now to hold up the shield of faith decide that you will only think what the word says about any given situation or any given interaction if you don't the same people and issues will be able to open old wounds in you meditating on god's word will continue to protect us from future hurt as it heals the wounds of our own past it is also important to stop making excuses as to why we are so easily hurt Have you ever known someone like this? Instead of dealing with the issues going on in their hearts, they just make excuses as to why they are the way that they are. This is just who I am. This only serves the purpose of keeping us locked in an emotional prison. Listen, every one of us has a story. All of us have gone through some experience in life that has caused us to feel hurt and to suffer under pain. Whether it was a parent who was abusive, or a parent who was absent, or a spouse who betrayed you, you cannot continue to make excuses for your negative emotions and continue to do nothing to transform your life for the better. It may sound harsh, but we must get over these things. We must stop wearing our emotions on our sleeves and believe in God's power to heal. My wife and I are watching The Crown. It's a series on television that talks about the royal family in England. And one of the things that has been replete about the queen is the removal emotion now while my wife and I agree that many of the times that she is engaged with her own family she should have shown emotion she refrained from showing emotion as she believed that was her duty that she would not do things from a seat of emotion but only make decisions and take action based upon information when it comes to dealing with with spiritual and emotional attacks against us there is nothing more powerful than taking communion over those situations you see the power of communion is available to us particularly during these times the communion table is where things are settled if you're looking for a jump start To move from emotions to making decisions based upon love. When you take part of the bread and the wine, you release the power of God into every area of your life. You activate the life force of God in your soul. Hurt can become a thing of the past by making a decision to be free from your past. Take advantage of the tools that God has made available to you so that you can be an overcomer in this area. You never have to be hurt again. It is not the desire of God that his children should live in despair or in hurt or suffer in depression. For God sent his son that we might be free and live a life of great abundance abundance of peace, prosperity, healing, and deliverance. These are the promises of God, and the promises of God are yes and amen. For even as he has declared it, they shall be done. For what God has said will come to pass. God bless each and every one of you. Know that we are praying for you, that we love you, But God loves you best. Walk, think, live, behave in the same love that God has for you. Have a blessed Sunday and an awesomely prosperous week.